Tucker's journey started pretty early, didn't it? Yes, it did. How so? Just, How early? Uh, he was born at 34 weeks, so he came in six weeks premature, and our first uh, NICU stay was actually at the Great Nuns Hospital for 13 days. And during those 13 days, he struggled with breathing and feeding and just to gain weight and stuff. So we spent time there. And when we brought him home, he, we noticed just breathing issues at home. Being in the hospital, you couldn't hear much. You couldn't hear that they were struggling with breathing and stuff with all the noise around you. So when we brought him home, that's when we noticed. He was gargly. He was kept stop breathing and stuff so that's what took us to the stallery to begin with was just his airways and his breathing so he had his first airway surgery just to figure out what was going on and help strengthen his airways so that was the first surgery he's gone through he's gone through different ones throughout uh he started having his seizures when he was almost eight months old so that was another scary admission for him because I had no idea what they were what was going on watch your child have these episodes that nobody could tell you what they were at first and you found out what what is it he so he was diagnosed with pediatric epilepsy um, at about nine or ten months is when they diagnosed it and he was on seizure meds for quite some time, but even being on seizure meds, they never worked. So after some, a couple of years of being on them, the doctors said, you know what, let's try them off of them and see what happens. He still continued to have seizures, but they became less and less. To this day, he's maybe had two in the last couple of years. So that's amazing to what he would have. He had clusters of them up to 15 back-to-back, which would put us at the stallery for them to monitor or change his meds. So that was really early on for him. Um, Our latest hospital stay for him would have been when he was diagnosed with something called Kawasaki disease, which I had no idea about. Um, he presented with like rashes and stuffy nose, bloodshot eyes, which they just, the doctors are like, you know what, maybe he's just got a cold and he's just getting over it, which led us back to the emerge after 10, 11 days of fighting whatever was going on, we took him back to the emerge and within being an emerge, within like half an hour or 40 minutes we were taken back one of the nurses actually was like have you heard of Kawasaki disease and I was like no haven't so as well as waiting I was doing what I what parents tend to do is google things I was looking it up and I was like you know what maybe that that could be it but being that it was a long weekend we couldn't we couldn't get an altered heart ultrasound because that's ideally what tells you if they have it or not because it tends to affect the heart if it's not caught in time they they tend to under 10 days the less chance of having a heart issue from it is what they say well Tucker was caught on day 13 is when they figured it out so we did his IVIG treatment 
And he, they did the ultrasound a couple of days after that, and that's when they did the ultrasound and the team came through and it was like, oh, has cardiology been to see you yet? And I was like, no. Right then and there, I knew that something must have been wrong, that wow. he must have it, even though they weren't 100% sure at the beginning, and they're like, you know what, let's treat for it just in case it won't hurt him, so let's do it. Sure enough, he ended up with um, coronary artery dilation and aneurysms in the arteries. So that keeps us there ongoing yearly checkups now with the cardiology just to make sure his heart's doing well. It's it actually improved quite a bit from when it first happened, so they're pretty happy with that. But he'll be most likely on aspirin for life, cardiology follow-up, just to prevent any heart attacks or anything else that can go on with the heart. You know, a lot of times when when we talk to families that have kind of been through the stellary for one reason or another, Ashley, they sort of become, you know, really medical in their own way. You're talking about Googling symptoms and, you know, <laughs> trying to kind of diagnose Tucker on your own. And, you know, obviously you guys have kind of become a, a hospital family since his birth at 34 weeks. It sort of seems like he was born and then away you went into it for one reason or another, visiting the Stollery for for this reason, for, for a seizure or, you know, for treatment for something else that you discovered later. What has that been like to suddenly find yourself as a Stollery family and a family that needs to continue to keep going back and continue to need treatment for Tucker? It's been a big adjustment. Um, we do have a daughter. She is nine. So she was just young when he was first born. So the juggle of somebody to watch her while we were at the hospital with Tucker or taking her with appointments just so she didn't feel left out and stuff and it it made it hard but just always made it possible with different programs the beach the, that I could take the kids to on appointment days so they can burn off energy prior to appointments just being there seeing child life bring him toys or entertain him while I go get a coffee so it's been it's been a journey but it's been amazing so far to say the least they really take on the whole family as as patients and you just mentioned one of the programs child life and i know that there are child life specialists that often don't get the recognition that they really deserve but you would have been a family that would have really used that resource so can you kind of describe the role that child life plays in taking care of the family they don't they stop in mostly every day and just see how you guys are doing uh ask your child if they need anything for tomorrow or at the end of their shift they'll come hey what do you want to play with tomorrow and they'll if they can make it possible they'll bring the request uh, your child has like tucker when we were just there in november he said he wanted kinetic sand to play with kinetic sand so they found him kinetic sand and they brought it and we spent hours playing with kinetic sand the nurses would play with him with kinetic sand for me to go have a break and it just they're amazing yeah it's all those little details that allow a kid to still be a kid even though they're undergoing sometimes really really complex treatment for really complex situations and it's it's that i think that makes the stallery not a scary place to go and as you're describing makes it somewhere that is 
you know, something that can provide you uh, a break as a mom, which you yeah. need, even if your kid isn't going through any kind of a medical treatment, I, I can only imagine what it is that you've been through and, and what you continue to go through with Tucker. But it, it sounds like if it weren't for the stallery, I mean, what, what kind of position would you guys have found yourself in? Uh, I don't know for sure. That would have been hard to know, like, local hospitals don't have the expertise is what the salary does. We've taken him to local hospitals, but then they consult with actually the salary to say, hey, Mike says he needs to come there, or can we treat him here? So it's good, because without that, I don't know where we would be. Hey, so Tucker has been through a lot, so it's the whole family. What, and you mentioned that there are regular appointments and perhaps you'll be on aspirin uh, at the minimum for, for a long time. What's life like for, for your little fella? After all of this, well, you know, what's a day like for Tucker these days? He doesn't stop. He's a very active seven-year-old boy who is rough and tumble and continues to surprise everybody. Uh, same thing as with the Kawasaki. They're like, no, no, he's just, he doesn't have typical symptoms. He's never been a textbook symptom child. So it makes it hard because when, like, when he was little and had ear infections, we found them with stuff coming out of his ear. He didn't have the fever. He didn't have the crying when he swallowed. So it, it makes it difficult, but he tends to know his body and he tells us when he's had enough. Ashley, is there anything else on the horizon medically that, uh, that that Tucker has to deal with? Or is it just continuing to deal with the things that have been in the past? No, there is one thing coming up in most likely March. He will be having a brain surgery done. Uh, they found something called Chiari malformation, which is the cerebellum tonsils in the back of the skull can protrude downwards into the spinal cord. His are starting to affect that. They haven't grown through completely, but they're making the space more tight. So he's living with daily headaches, neck pain, just a lot of pain that he struggles with. So he's missed quite a bit of school because of the headaches and the pain. But this between the scholar and the children's hospital they've done well with diagnosing him and getting us in for surgery ashley you you've really been through it as a family but your story is is helping to inspire donations and is helping to you know continue to contribute to all all the equipment the wonderful staff the research that makes the stallery run and makes it that place that you're able to take tucker and, and continue to take him so we really appreciate your time this morning and best of luck to you and your family thank you Thanks, Ashley. Uh, Thank if, you, you. if you can catch Tucker, give him a hug for us. Yeah, I bet. will. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.